I'm Aislam, it's Friday, and this is the 9320 Friday Show. Uh, been another busy week in Cityland, and joining me to dissect everything, I've got goals, Sam Lee and Lloyd. Firstly, welcome, Sam. Hello, mate. You okay? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, all good. All good. Excellent. Lloyd, how are you doing? Yep, all good here. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so, I've got an opening question for both of you, mainly for Sam. <laughs> um, has our transfer window been a success so far this summer Sam um, not quite I, thing is when a lot of the transfer reviews get done at the end of the window everyone looks at the players that City have bought and the players that City have bought have been really good um, but knowing who they wanted to get and how they wanted to do it it's not quite there yet Um with the whole, with the way the centre back thing's gone on, um, and obviously a lot depends on getting Alexis as well. Because if they don't get a forward, and particularly Alexis, because they went into the summer with him like right at the top of the priority list, um, then it, it's, it's just going to depend on on what happens in the next week. So far, the players who have been brought in are good. The players that they wanted to bring in and haven't been able to kind of colour that a little bit. I think, but don't get me wrong, City has still got the best. You know the the best collection of talented players in the league by far, I think um, they just needed a little bit extra. Mm. In terms of, um, if we go back to the start of the summer, um, we spoke a lot about the idea of signings that were structural, that were necessary for the team. Have those all been done? I think Alexis is the only one that hasn't been. Okay. Um, but then it was stuff like definitely, they definitely wanted to sign four fullbacks and maybe they will with this Aaron Martin. Um, and obviously they wanted a, a top quality centre back, and I think they might have compromised on the quality a bit slightly with Evans. But um, I do, as I've said before, I do think he ticks boxes. But in terms of the structural signings, yeah, they wanted they wanted a, well a lot of a lot of fullbacks, and I think they've got good ones. And especially we saw Danilo on the right the other night, and he looked good. Um, mm. So that's encouraging. Um, and obviously Bernardo Silva in the flashes we've seen for him, he looks good. And Ederson, obviously they wanted him because of everything he he brings. And we've seen flashes of that as well. So, yeah, the structural signings, apart from Alexis, are, are all in place. Okay. Um, do you think Johnny Evans will get done? Uh, yeah. Um, normally, this this season, you know, when I'm sure you've probably asked me a few times, do you think it'll happen? And I've been like, oh, I don't know. I've just got this mm. feeling with Evans. It's kind of like, as I said with Walker, I've got the feeling that, you know, Spurs knew it was a good opportunity to sell and they'd do it eventually. And I think with, with West Brom it's a good opportunity for them to get 30 million, whether it's with add-ons or whatever. And City want to buy him. They kind of need to buy him because he's the only one who really fits that narrow profile they've now got. And I can just see it being done for about, I've I've tweeted this before, I think maybe it was just a reply, but I can see it being about 25 to 27 million up front. And then maybe three or 4 million in bonuses, something like that. And that's just an opinion, but I I can see that. I can see that happening in the next week. Okay. Um, and what about left back? I mean, obviously, uh, Sane at wing back, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, has looked like a bit of a disaster so far. That's not to say that it can't work in the future, but it certainly does hammer home the point that um, maybe we do. Firstly, Lloyd, what do you think? Do you think we need another left back or do you think we can get away with Danilo, Sane and Mendy who can all play there? Um, I think we probably can't get away with it. Um, in that it's shown itself that there is a massive lack of depth there and Danilo, whilst he can probably play there, is really not ideal. Um, and 
across a sixty game season, we'll probably we'll probably get exposed at some point. Uh, Mendy will get like a proper injury or something like that, and then and then we'll be kind of in the shit. So I think that's kind of what this is kind of what happens when the window's still open when the league starts. It kind of it, when you play your first couple of games, it'll kind of show you you know where you where you've actually got weaknesses that maybe you didn't think might be as important as they are. So. I think it's probably probably shown us that we do need another option, even if it's you know someone that's a little bit younger, because we've not got anyone in the academy that can come in and play left back, um, say for you know a couple of games, except uh, they're all on loan. So yeah, I think we probably do need one, uh, and it's probably kind of kicked our ass into gear. Mm. It does it, it does worry me a little bit when you say that that there's literally nobody in the academy that could be drafted in. It does, yeah, for the size of 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 the academy. Um, and for, for how vaunted it is, you would think that we'd have a left-footed fullback somewhere down there who could be brought in for emergencies, but okay. Um, Sam, what, what do you know about Aaron Martin and, and whether City's interest is even real? I know nothing about him. Um, although w- when I saw the tweet the other day that said City were interested, I messaged um, one of the guys I know who's close to what's going on with Guardiola and that. And he just went, oh, he goes, oh yeah, they... They say he's. They say he's good. And I was like, "Do you know if there's going to be a bid?" He was like, "No, I don't know, but but they do like him." And that honestly, mm. I think that was genuinely the first I'd heard of him. Okay. Uh, but I've, and there's, I think there's been a few reports since that there's been no bid yet. But Espanyol are kind of waiting for it. And I know because I spoke to somebody who knows the journalist who wrote it that um, Espanyol were taking it seriously. They were kind of sniffing around, going, "Where'd you get this from?" And and not in a "It's wrong." Where'd you get this from? Way it was in a. How do you know about this kind of thing? So, mm. I just from that, and you know, again, it's not strong enough for me to have written it and gone, yeah, City do want him. But from those little things, tying it together, and again, it kind of makes sense if it's going to be twenty million euros. So, if you got twenty million for him, thirty million for Evans, and then they're going to they're going to make a push for Alexis at some point. I'd be amazed if they didn't. So it kind of ties together with the rest of the money they've got left, and that. And given they were looking at Mbappe for, and they know they weren't going to get him for less than hundred million, so it kind of that I don't know if we're trying to work out what the remaining budget is or what they're willing to spend. It's that's it, put, it makes sense. Those mm, three about a hundred million, something around there. Uh, it could be a bit more, yeah. Well, mm. it depends what they want for Alexis. People are talking about seventy, and I'm just talking hypothetically now. But just do eighty. If you want Alexis that badly, and Arsenal are going to just do eighty, there's no. Surely even Arsenal aren't going to go. We won't take that eighty million. Lloyd, would you pay eighty million for him? Yeah, to be honest, I think. <laughs> oh. No, for this one, I just think there's like we just need to. It's just about getting it done and getting the player, and the guy would make such a difference. Um, and this kind of finishing problem, I think, would be. Obviously, you know, it would just it would just solve so many issues for us, and it would take a massive weight off um, Gabriel and Aguero's shoulders. It adds a lot of what we need to the squad, adds experience, and there's not really any other option. So, I would just basically tell Arsenal to name their price and just pay it because it looks like we're going to sell Bonnie. We'll, we've got Nasri off the books. Um, we're probably going to get Mangala off the books on loan, so we've freed up. A good amount of a good amount of money from them, even though we've not got great fees. So, just do it. Like I'm, I'm not asked on the money front. Okay. Um, final word on uh, on the window, Sam. Um, 
What's your gut feeling? There's obviously three positions and three players, um, Sanchez, Evans, and a left-back, whether it's Aaron Martin or somebody else. Um, I mean, there, your, there, uh, there could be somebody else because I'm, I'm not fully plugged into all the plans as I was at the start of the summer, but those, yeah, go on, sorry. Okay, no, I was just going to ask, uh, in how many deals do you think City are going to get done before the window closes? Two. Okay. If I had to guess, I'd say two. But it's just okay. Guess. And Lloyd, for you, um, if we don't get Sanchez uh, or if we don't get a left-back, which would be the more concerning for you? Not getting Sanchez, obviously. Okay. (laughs) The guy's sick. Um, No, just because I think whilst the left-back thing is a big issue, we've got a semblance of cover in that we've got to just manage Mendy well and try and play Danilo there and not um, play him in a back five so he gets a bit more exposed has to do a little bit more but I mean they're both they're both problems but I think not, I think going into the season with just the four attackers that we've got um, and the uh, finishing problem which has been systemic for like the last six to nine months I think Sanchez would be a much bigger miss Okay um, Would you say that we'd uh would you say that that would be a failure if we don't get Sanchez? Like looking at the window, would you sort of look at the window and go, doesn't matter the players that you've got, you failed because you didn't get that player? Um, I wouldn't say it's a failure mm. because I think, um, allied to a lot of what Sam said, I think our, wind, our window it is, it is quite dependent on what happens over the next seven days. But you've got to look at it objectively and a lot of the names that we had as number one targets in the positions we've got most of them which is whilst we I think we've overpaid for some and missed out on others there's a lot to be said for that um but yeah I think a lot does rest on getting the center back done and getting a forward and that really only can be Sanchez so um yeah I think a lot does rest on Sanchez but it wouldn't I think calling it a failure would be a bit over the top I don't think we've overpaid for anybody just I don't. Uh, I think no. That. We pissed. We pissed around with Mendy, didn't we? And Walker. We could have got them um, cheaper if we'd have not fanned around for kind of like ten million cheaper. The, the fee for Mendy went up as soon as all the Danny Alves shit happened. If we'd have, if we'd have just gone and got him early doors, we would have got him for about forty, forty-five. I'm not convinced by that, but okay. Um, right, pushing forward, we played. Uh, Everton on uh, on Monday night and dropped our first points of the season because that's what we tend to do at home. Didn't take long, uh, did it? No, uh, it's very nice of Pep to uh, to pick up exactly where he left off last season, more or less. Um, Sam, obviously you were there. We've not spoken to you since the game. What did you make of it? Uh, I thought, well, obviously the reaction to going down to 10 men was really good. Um, and Guardiola knows how to put a team in that shape. And make up for it, and it was good. It was good character, obviously, because it shows that players have got fight. And I think we've seen that before when City have had bad decisions to go against them. If obviously the Monaco game at home, if there's some kind of injustice perceived or real, the City players tend to react pretty well. Mm. Um, so that's all good. But the thing that I think will worry Guardiola the most is he set that team up. I think to have the same performance against Everton as they had last season and the same performance as they had at Brighton, which was basically just to strangle that game, just to absolutely kill it and just slowly and methodically create chances. And obviously, ideally, someone's going to take them. 
But I just thought before the red card, there was not much control at all. I didn't think City played particularly well. I thought the attack looked a bit all over the place. Obviously, they fashioned two good chances, um, which I think you're going to do at home. I just don't think that performance up until the red card was how Guardiola would want to play. And I know it's still early in the season, so fair enough. And it's still early with this 3-5-2 because most of the defenders are playing it for the first time, or a lot of them, and the goalkeeper. Um, but I just thought, overall, it well, overall it was a, it was an okay performance because of what happened after the red card. But I think what's the most concerning thing for Guardiola is there was just no control and they didn't play how he'd hoped they would, in my where opinion. Does that lack of, where does that lack of control come from, do you think? I don't know. It was just it was just unusually open. Um, I don't think Everton sat back as much as um, people say they did in the first half. Obviously, they did with ten uh, when City had ten men, and I think that was a mistake from them. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I think just a lot of the passing was quite sloppy. Um, a, lot, a lot of it was quite simple as well. I think when Otamendi had the ball, it was just kind of look around for a bit, try and find someone, and go. Oh, just give it to Fernandinho. Um, Fernandinho was actually was decent enough in his passing. I thought it was it was quite direct and uh to use the old tactical phrases, he, he did break the lines a couple of times uh with direct passes into the forward. So I thought that was quite good. But I don't know, it everyone just seemed a bit more spread out. And then when they got to the edge of the box, the pass was the pass was wrong or the run was wrong or possibly both. And it was just it was just a bit uncharacteristic, I thought. Okay. Um Lloyd. Yep. Having having sort of reflected because you were on the review immediately after <clears throat> after the game, uh, having reflected upon it for the rest of the week, uh, has your opinion changed on anything that we talked about on Tuesday? I'm thinking specifically about maybe the the three five two system, Sane at wing back. To be honest, no, it hasn't. Um, I still think that is something that we should not be pursuing. Um, it sounds like Mendy's fit for this weekend, which is really good, especially because Walker's. Um, Obviously suspended, uh, but no, I just think it's criminal to have a guy who who we've who's that devastating in the final third, um, starting always from his own half and be asking him to defend. Um, I think whilst again whilst he's got what you'd think are all the raw characteristics in terms of physicality, pace, etc., he might be able to do it and get up and down. But for me, it's just a complete waste, um, and I'd be looking to go back to the four. As soon as possible, I think it will solve some of our issues. Well, not real, not really issues, but some of the problems we've had at centre back in bringing the ball out. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, I would, I'd be playing, playing the form, playing either Sonny or Sterling on one side, and maybe Jesus on the other, but okay. potentially Sterling and Sonny, to be honest. Uh, Sam, is there a risk of throwing the uh, the baby out with the bathwater in terms of this three five two system? Because uh, I've Lloyd's not the only person who's said to me, "Yeah, no, three five two's got to go. We've got to go, we've got to go back to the four. Um, and yet, it looks so good in preseason, and and even against Brighton. I mean, you know, it really it it fell down in Brighton because the forwards missed easy chances. Otherwise, it was it was spot on. And and as you said, it gives us a gives us a lot of control, or in theory, it gives us a lot of control. So what do you think? Do you think the system needs to be kind of put back on the put back on the on the shelf and we need to go back to the four and they need to work on it more in training? Or do you think that it was a personnel issue on Monday? I just can't see Guardiola shelving it. Um, I think a lot of fans have got to the point where they think, oh, it's not worth sticking with. And to the point where I think 
everyone kind of assumes, or a lot of people assume, that it won't be used again. So I think there's probably going to be a lot of shock on Saturday because I'd imagine Guardiola does it again. And if I think Mendy's going to travel, mm. Mendy is fit enough. As I said the other day, he is going to travel. They, I think they just want to be just a bit careful with him. And he, he could well play, but I wouldn't be surprised if Sane ended up playing left wing back again because there's nobody else. So, and again, yeah, as you said, the system, they're, they're finding their way into it. And no, it didn't work. It did work last season. But now you haven't got Klesi and Navas. And you haven't got Kolarov, or to be fair, Kolarov was probably all right at it. Uh, and you haven't got Bravo. So you're using, theoretically, much better players. And they're two games into the system. And again, there was a little hiccup the other night. And yeah, I didn't think it worked particularly well. Well, it didn't work well at all. But I think that's going to happen. And there's no way Guardiola's going to go, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's leave it. I think he wants he wants to get to a stage where they're so comfortable with it that they can switch between formations. But they're going to need to play in this system a good few more times before they can get to that stage. And I think he's going to stick with it. And again, if they can go to Bournemouth and do what they did at Brighton, I think he'd be happy with that. Is he compromising results for the development of a player? Um, I'm, I'm thinking specifically about Sane, obviously, and that role that he's asking asking him to play at wing-back. Or do you think it's fine that he's asking him to play that role and he just had a bad game? Yeah, I think he just had a, I think he just had a bad game. Um, I think he can do it. As, I think physically and the makeup of his game, you know, he's not there now, but he is, he is only young. And I think if he were to keep playing it, he could get there. Um, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how long they will actually stick with it. But um, I think he, I think he can do it. I think he, I think he's more suited to it than Sterling. I mean, I know neither are great options at the moment. But if if you were going to use one of the young wingers in that mm. role, I think Sane is probably the one you'd use. Um, obviously, it's not something they. I don't think it's something that's going to happen a lot. Um, because, and to be honest, at the end of last season, Guardiola did say Sane and Sterling can't do it. And if they'd have got Bertrand as well as they'd hoped, then he wouldn't have the other night and he probably wouldn't do it again. I just think that he thought, well, it's at home. The rest of the team's solid enough. We might be able to get away with it. And let's not forget, I think a lot of City fans in the build-up to the game, they wanted that to happen. Especially when I tweeted out the lineup I thought he was going to do, which was the same one as Brighton, but with Torre. People said, I'll play Sane at left wing-back. And I went, well, yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. And I thought they'd be able to get away with it at home to Everton as well. So let's not forget, it was, it, it wasn't such a terrible idea before the game. Mm. Or at least Lloyd, to, to, us, to us observers. Yeah. Lloyd, what, what, do you agree with that? Do you agree with Sam's assessment there? Mm, I'm not convinced, to be honest. I'm not convinced. Um, well, I think there were signs last season that it could work in that when he played Sterling and Sane, and they did it. They but they started so much higher up the pitch than they did um, against Everton. They were like 15, 20 yards higher up. I think they did it. I think they did it against Everton in the corresponding fixture. Actually, um, they did it a few other times at home. And I can see if Sane starts there, then potentially. But I don't know. For me, I, I'm I'm just really not convinced Sane's a good option there. I think when he's going to be asked to defend, it's it could come unstuck a little bit like it did the other night. Um, it just seems to me, it just seems such a, we've built a squad with so many good attacking midfielders and kind of um, wide options that to have as many on the bench as we do just seems such a waste to me when we're playing our three centre-backs and we've not got a centre-back on the bench as cover at the moment. Um, I just think 
it's a little bit, yeah, I think we're leaving ourselves a little bit exposed and I don't know, I think, I, I understand and I get it and it's obviously it's a, it's a, it's a work in progress, but. In what way are we exposed? I don't, I don't understand. Well, so what happened, what do you do if, um, if say if company gets injured, you have to bring Mangala on. It's not ideal. Um, because we've only got three, we've only at the moment we've only got three centre backs. No, but, you're not, but we're not married to the three, are we? We can play the three, and if one of them gets injured, we can we can switch to the two. I mean, I don't see. Yeah, but that's that's not ideal if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to go forward with getting the players used to it. But you can't plan a game based on you can't plan a game based on oh well if this guy gets injured then I'm going to have to change the system so I better not play this system. That, that, well, that's that's not my that's not my sole reason by by shelving it. I just think it's just created a, a few more new issues to the old ones, and um, I just think our squad and players are better suited to to the four. Okay, so I'm not picking on you, but what new issues has it created other than Sane at, at left wing back? What other issues has the three five two created? Um, a little bit of an issue at centre back in terms of um, penetration, bringing the ball out. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Otamendi and company um, have now got loads of time on the ball, and in a weird way, whilst Stones is the one that you're looking to bring the ball out, actually the the, pe- the two players with all the time is actually, yeah, actually. Otamendi and, and company. So it's quite it's quite weird. Stones is the central guy is meant to be the guy that has um, kind of the free roaming one that brings the ball out, but actually Stones is playing as the deepest and is not really doing that at all. It's all coming down on company and. And Otamendi, so I, mean, I don't know, Guardiola might have to look at that and, and switch them around. Um, and also, I think a little bit distribution. I thought, I agree with Sam, I thought Fernandinho actually did all right um, on uh, against Everton, but we've not had as strong a distribution from the middle as we as we needed. And it was only really when we moved De Bruyne there where it really started to speed up in the second half. So, yeah, and, and Sane. So I think we've got a few of those things and put on top of the lads not finishing their chances I think it's just created a few new issues for us Okay um, Champions League draw was yesterday uh, for those of you who don't know City got drumroll Napoli Feyenoord and Shakhtar Donetsk the next in their group um, Sam looking forward to it? I am yeah um, it should yeah it should be a, an interesting group I've always wanted to go to Napoli as well so hopefully we can do that Although mm. I'm sure City fans will have already noticed that the flights were 56 quid yesterday and now they're 150. So ah, that's, that's just the nature of the beast, though. Cheers, Ryanair. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting. And Shakhtar away is last, isn't it? So that's not bad either because it could all be in the bag by then and you just send whoever. Uh, oh, really? Is that is that the last game? I think so, yeah. I'm just looking at the away okay. trips now and I think that's the 6th of December. So that'll be Perfect. the last one. So that's that's fallen really well. Um, yeah, Napoli's not going to be easy, and you know they're a good team and go in there as well. It's um, a difficult one, but you never really want to be seen to be the typical English pundit with these kind of things. The typical kind of Paul Merson, oh, they should win that kind of thinking. But if you're the other three teams, you did not want to get City. City would have been one of the ones from pot two that you actually did not want to get. Well, it's a strong yeah. pot to be fair, but you wouldn't want to get City. Mm. Um, that's and just with the quality of players they've got, it, they should win the group. Difficult games. Mm. There are difficult games in there. Um, 
particularly well, particularly Napoli. I think Farnold shouldn't be a problem, even though Farnold's a, a difficult place to go as well. But City have got they've got the players and they've got the manager and they've just got the setup to deal with these things. And yeah, there have been teething problems, but it could have been much worse. And I think it's fine. And City should win the group, and we'll, we'll see if they do. Are we? At risk, Lloyd, of of underestimating Napoli a little bit because uh, Sam just said we should win. The, we should win that group. Uh, I've, a couple of people said to me yesterday, "Oh, we're easily going to win that group," and I'm just a bit like, "Really? Um, what do you reckon?" No, I don't think so. I think from from my eye, anyway, most people have um, taken Napoli pretty seriously and and gone, you know, they're a bloody good team, and under Sarri, they play some of the best football. Um, in Europe, so I, I don't think I don't think we're underestimating them. I mean, I think it's completely fair enough. We should, I mean, we should beat Napoli and we should top that group. That's the best. It's the best group we've had since we've been in the competition by quite a distance, I'd say. Mm. Um, but no, obviously that Nap- Napoli game is going to be really tough, home and away. But we've got the home game first, um, and actually, just looking at the fixtures now, we've been pretty lucky in that they come. They all come kind of either side of. Um, Decent games, yeah, in the league, yeah. Um, we've got we've got a couple. The Shakhtar ones before United, but as kind of Sam alluded to, if we have that kind of sewn up um, by the last game, then we should be able to field um, a little bit of an understrength side and focus on the United game. Mm. So yeah, I think I think we've been I think we've been really lucky. It's the first time we've we've got a good group in ages, and we avoided one of the big boys. And um, yeah. Looking good. Okay, um, Sam. A word on on Napoli's manager. He's he's been mooted as a as a potential successor uh, to Guardiola. Mm. Um, for those who don't know much about him, who is he? It's uh, Sarri, who started last season. I think they had a bit of a, a torrid time, um, and I remember Maradona having a right go at him, mm. um, saying he was rubbish after a couple of months. But yeah, Mauricio Sarri, um, he's, he's obviously took a little bit of time to get his style going there, but he's a, he's a very attack-minded coach. And from what I've seen in Napoli, they've got they've obviously got a very fast team, you know, with people like Mertens bombing forward. And yeah, attack-minded. They they blitz their way through Nice uh, in the qualifier. Um, it's, one, it's probably one of their most dangerous teams in years. And I mean, probably the most dangerous since, um, you know, the team with Cavani and Hamsik. Running, running riot about six or seven years ago, um, and everyone knows the stadium. Um, the stadium is is creates such a, a great atmosphere, um, and it it's going to be a tough game. But yeah, I think the the main thing is is Sarri, and again, it's going to be like it could be like the Monaco game last year, you know, um, with the with the Jardim's team set up to attack against Guardiola's, which was the same. I think it could be the same as that because yeah, Sarri is he's totally. um, he's very much of that school of thought. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he's got a bit of a weird, uh, I don't want to say a weird career, but he's, he's somebody. Yeah. Who, he's 58. Yeah. He's been around. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been around for a while. And, and if memory serves me right, he had a, he had a big running with, uh, with Roberto Mancini, mm. uh, about a year ago. And, uh, Bobby Mank accused him of being a homophobe. Uh, do you remember that? Uh, Rings a bell, actually. They they had a they they had a big fight on the touchline. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I want to say it was during a cup match, but I don't remember. Um, but yeah, uh, he ended up. Uh, Mancini ended up accusing Sari of 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 being a homophobe for 
or something that that he said. So yeah, he's a fiery character as well. It will uh, will certainly be uh, be be an interesting couple of games. Also, Moody and Napoli. You're going to go to the Napoli game, Sam? I hope so. Yeah, like I say, the the flights have gone up, and people say, "Oh, well, work pay," but our work our budget is quite small, and also we've now got a lot of teams in the Champions League, so everyone. Liverpool correspondent, United correspondent, Chelsea correspondent, they're all going to want to go to, to their games as well. So uh, I'll get to Napoli somehow. Um, John Smith, who works for ESPN, we we tend to book these difficult ones together. And mm. well, I'm sure we'll end up flying to Belgium, getting a train to Rome, and then driving <laughs> driving to Napoli or something like that. Yeah, Because, yeah, I, I do really want to go there. It's, it's one of the places I've wanted to go. And if we can get there for for work, then even better. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to go... Um... Just makes me a bit nervous going to Napoli. It's just such a moody place around football that yeah, I just—it's yeah. uh, really—it's uh, one of them. Lloyd, what about you? Do you fancy going to Napoli? I'd love to go. I'm not sure I've got got the points. <laughs> um, no, yeah, Na- I mean Naples is one definitely on the list. I want to have a pizza there, um, but no, also like the stadium is obviously ridiculous, and I think the atmosphere is probably one of the most. Um, kind of broody and um, intimidating probably in Europe. And yeah, their team is, I mean, their team's really, really good. As Sam said, it's probably their best team since that ridiculous Lovetsy, Cavani, Hamsik team that obviously beat us um, back in our first year. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. It should be really good. Awesome. Um, very quickly, uh, are we better equipped this season to, to, to do well in this competition, Lloyd? I'd say, yeah, we probably are. Um, I think the three-five-two, obviously, whilst I've just panned it, I, I, I do think I do think we can play it. It just needs all the, like I said after the Brighton game, it, I think it really needs all the players in it. So it needs Mendy, and for me, it probably needs Gundogan as well, mm. um, and potentially another centre back. Um, but I think that will help once we're a lot further down the line with it in terms of the solidity. Uh, but I think we look pretty good generally in the Champions League last year. We just had a bit of a brain fart moment in Monaco. The team kind of just, it just that first 45 minutes was just bizarre. Mm. Uh, they were just going through the motions. So I think, yeah, but again, I think a lot a lot will depend on these um, signings that we do or don't make over the next week because that's really going to pad the squad. Because I think at the moment we've got 19 or 20 really, really good players, but we just need a couple more um, in terms of quality, but just also in terms of numbers. Because as with the forwards, if say if Jesus gets another injury or Sterling goes down, we're going to pretty much be having to play the the remaining three for every game, unless um, we switch to the three five two and play like Danilo at left wing back or something. So yeah, um, but yeah, I, I'm confident, and I think we should pick up where we left off um, in the group stages last year. Okay, um, Sam, who are the competition favourites for you? Real Madrid. It's yeah. Normally going into these things, you go, oh, it could be Barca, it could be Bayern, it could be Madrid. You know, Juve, yeah. this time it's just Madrid, isn't it? They're just, yeah. they're just an animal, an absolute animal. Um, and normally, again, going into it, you normally look at the holders and you say, oh, but no team's defended it, no team's won it twice. But they've done it. And there's no real reason other than the fact it's a, co- a knockout competition and anything can happen. There's no real justification for looking past Real Madrid. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I think they look 
I think Zidane's done a great job, but I think just that squad is just ridiculous. And the, the players that they've got and the, they've bought really well and the players that they've bought through have, have developed really well. And the way that Zidane's got the, the balance and the harmony right in the dressing room and on the pitch as well. I mean, it's just, they are, they're humming and they're in a position where the, the squad is so young as well in, in places that you just sort of think, wow, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be an awful prospect for, for anybody, not just this season, but over the next three or four seasons. Um, okay. Let's talk about Bournemouth. That's why we're here. They've, uh, Started the season not great, but then they didn't start last season great either. They've they lost to West Brom, and then um, more surprisingly, they lost to Watford uh, at home in their uh, in their first two fixtures. Um, Sam, what type of a game do you expect them to give City well, tomorrow? I suppose, I suppose it's quite fickle, but generally, City fans or you know pundits can complain that teams just sit back against City but Bournemouth are one of the few teams who don't really and that's probably why they've got such a terrible record I think the aggregate score is about 15-1 or 17-1 or something <laughs> like that so I think it could be similar again um, I think they'll they'll give it a go and they'll try and get their fans behind them and and I remember the the game on the Monday night in February when Jesus got injured they did that and they actually worried City a bit um, but it's one of those where I think if you play with that kind of approach and you're that open and you you let City's players play, they're going to punish you in the end. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a a similar kind of performance to the ones we've seen at Bournemouth. And then the one the year before, was it 4-0 um, towards the end of the season? I, th- I think it was... The season was kind of petering out under Pellegrini. And, yeah, Colorado scored, Colorado scored a cracker yeah, right towards the end and I think it was 4-0. And yeah, I mean, could be completely wrong, but just the way Bournemouth go about things and how they've started the season and just, yeah, just how they are in general. I, I can just see, see winning this reasonably comfortably. Okay. Um, Lloyd, <clears throat> uh, same question for you. Firstly, are you a, uh, are you a fan of Eddie Howe's or do you think he's overrated? Uh, no, I am a fan, but I think his teams often, I think his teams roll over too easily. And I think defensively, he's definitely there's definitely um, chinks in the armor. I mean, I agree. I agree with a lot of what Sam said. There's a reason that Bournemouth have a pretty shit record against us, um, and it is that they're pretty open. And you know, fair enough. And it makes for a good makes for a good watch. And as a City fan, it's a it's a good thing. Um, they always come at us, and therefore we normally. I think we've I think we've always slapped them generally. Um, apart from that Jesus game, which I think was like 2-0 or something. But no, I am a fan of Eddie Howes, but I, I think, obviously, he, you know, he's got diminished resources to what, um, to, what he would, to what he would have at a bigger club. But I think generally his transfer signings have, have been quite poor as well um, in the past. I think they've been a little bit better this year. But yeah, I still think they, I mean, they look a bit short up front to me. They, look, they still look a, bit, a little bit weak. I mean, I know Josh King scored quite a few goals last season but haven't they signed Defoe yeah but he's like 36 mate look at his goal scoring record in the last couple of seasons I know but he's he is 36 and he's well, he's not started for them yet mate those are famous last a lot words of penalties. they are well, well, well mate, I think I mean, he'll start well, tomorrow because I think that there's been some sort of uh, uh, 
uh, there's been a little bit of a disagreement between Eddie Howe and Defoe about whether he's fit or not. Defoe's basically been putting it out there that he's fit and that he's ready to play and that he's not been picked. And Eddie Howe said in his press conference before the game last weekend, I think, um, that uh, he had been in full training, but he hadn't trained quite long enough for that game. So I'd expect him to to, to start tomorrow. I mean, he might, but I'm I'm not that fearful of Defoe. He's he's old guy now and I think a lot whilst he did amazingly well at Sunderland in a team that was absolute dross and gave him very few chances he did score a lot of pens as well so um, I think those stats looked a little bit better than they actually were potentially and there are other options like Benek Afobe is a championship striker and obviously Callum Wilson did his blew his knee for a second time so I think they're actually a little bit weak up front Um which is where in the past, especially when Wilson's been playing well, they've looked quite dangerous. But yeah, I think I think it should be relatively comfortable just for the fact that they will come at us and that should hopefully help us after two teams kind of sitting back a bit. Okay. Um, Sam, is this a must win in the sense that we the, the results in these games are almost more important than the results in the big games? I don't know about I don't know about the must win tag. Um, look, every game, I like to put that tag around things. Every game's in, I mean, every game is important though, isn't it? And especially like with the pressure Guardiola's under and the pressure City under this season, you don't want to be putting pressure on yourself early on. So yeah, it's important. But I'll, and and you can imagine the the fuss going into the international break if if City don't win. But I, don't, I wouldn't go as far as to say must win. I mean, obviously City needs to win it, but that tag. Is particularly charged. I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite go that far just yet. Okay, okay. Um, what sort of a team are you expecting, Sam? Um, pretty much exactly the same. Three-five-two, uh, probably Danilo. Well, Danilo right wing back. Um, Walker's Walker's suspended. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Danilo right wing back. Um, It'd be either Sane or Mendy, left wing back, I'd have thought, unless he just, I don't know, tries De Bruyne or Fernandinho or something. Um, and then the rest of it. Oh, the only other thing, the only other change, I could see it being Aguero and Sterling, I think, up front. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Mm. And then the rest of it, pretty much as you were. Okay. I don't think he's going to make huge changes. I, he probably doesn't feel the need to. Yeah. Um, Lloyd, rather than what you think Guardiola would, will do, what would you do? Um, Danilo's uh, sorry Mendy's not fit let's say that it comes to game time and he's not ready to start what team are you picking Mendy's not fit yeah oh dear well there's not really an option is there you can't play uh, oh well if Mendy's not fit I mean you you can you need to stick with the system really you can't play can't play Sané at left left back in a back four that's just that could Mangala left back in a back four. Mangala is shit. <laughs> um, he's like he's like Bambi on it. It's like Lesko on the ball again. Like four years ago, every time I see him, just get flashbacks. Um, no, I think you'd have to stick with the same with the same system. I I agree with Sam. I think Sterling has got to play for me. Um, he's our best player in preseason. He looked he looked the brightest every time he's had the ball and. Yeah, okay, he missed a bit of a sitter the other night, but he also smashed one into the corner. 
and Jesus has looked a little bit out of sorts. Um, and so I don't think putting him on the bench and bringing him on would be the worst possible thing. So yeah, I'd like to see that change. And then, and yeah, I think the rest of it would have to pick itself. I mean, ideally, I would like to go back to the four, but at, whilst I do want that to happen, I do also think that it's probably pretty unlikely and Guardiola will stick with what he's got. Um, but from what I've seen anyway, and the fact that Mendy's been in training now for like three, four weeks, I, I, I don't think it'd be ridiculous for him to start. So I think we could see Mendy at left wing back. Okay. Um, just to wrap this podcast up, Sam, I want to ask you about a couple of players. Um, Sterling, firstly, uh, what have you made of, of of his start to the season? And do you think he's earned uh, a place in the starting eleven? And then after that, a word on Ederson, because I feel as though we've just not talked about him at all. And quietly, um, yeah, I think he's been great, but I'd, I'd love to know what you think of both of them. Um, Sterling's had the kind of season so far that he's had the rest of his seasons at City there's kind of been ups and downs and again the other night when he came on scored a great goal but then when he went through on goal he just absolutely blazed it over the bar it was kind of like an, an amateur finish just like he, like he didn't know what he was doing um, so <laughs> Guardiola said after after Brighton that his one selection dilemma really was whether to put Sterling up front because he'd been good in pre-season. And like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to him because he has looked creative. He has, well, against Everton in particular, he did he did come on and he did more than, than Jesus has, I think, overall, and including pre-season as well. So I think he's been good. And then with Aderson, you know, there have been some, there have been some moments. Um, I can't make my mind upon the goal the other night, whether it was, his fault or one of those things or if he was just unlucky or, or whatever I, I can't make my mind up on it um, other than that he's he is quick to come off his line and I, there are going to be like like the the goal he conceded against United in pre-season I can see that happening a couple of times and I kind of when I was looking looking at his highlights when he signed in the summer I did think I did notice that as a problem because um, he's very quick to come off his line but obviously City will We'll try and drill into him when to do it and when not to. Um, but other than that, no, he's look, he has looked really good and some of the saves he's made in pre-season, really impressive. He hasn't had to make too many other saves in the league so far. Um, potentially a little bit shaky on crosses, um, but the, the biggest thing obviously is, is is playing out from the back and not just the, the short-range stuff, but the long-range stuff, which we have discussed before. It's just incredible, isn't it? And I'm sure people have seen the highlights of that that kick out of his hands the other day that sighed through the whole Everton team and found Aguero. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous, that kick. I've never seen a goalkeeper do that with such unerring accuracy so regularly. Uh, Lloyd, what have you made of Aderson's start very quickly? Yeah, I think I think he's been pretty solid. Um, the, the goal for me, I think, I, I've come down on the side that it's just not, for me, it's just not a goalkeeping error. Rooney smashes it at him from about seven, eight yards out. Um, and he, I think he did pretty well to kind of like get down to it. I thought it, a lot of that would have just kind of flew in. Rooney hit it really nicely with his left foot. And then, yeah, it went off the post. So maybe it looked, it made, it, that kind of made it look a little bit a bit worse. It kind of pinged around a little bit. But no, I've been, I've been impressed. I, I do think he does look a little bit shaky at crosses. Um, he had a couple of moments against Brighton where he came out and flapped it. But 
Um, saving one-on-ones, um, he's looked really good, which is obviously a massive plus on Bravo because there was that period last season when every time anyone went through, the ball basically just went in the net as long as he um, hit the target. And then, yeah, the kicking is the kicking's amazing. I mean, that kick to Aguero was ridiculous, but there were also, in that game, there were lots of other little kicks where he kind of like chipped it out to... Um, to well, I remember a couple to Danilo in the second half, which just perfectly weighted over the head of all the um, Everton players. So, yeah, I think we've already seen um, the, the kicking's obviously a massive reason why we went for him. Okay, awesome. Um, score prediction, Lloyd? I think we'll probably find our shooting boots in 3 0. Okay, Sam, score prediction? Yeah, I was going to go for 3 3 0 as well. Okay, perfect. Um, Gentlemen, thank you both very much. Oh, thank Pleasure. you. Look forward to the weekend, though. Definitely. Um, thank you to everybody who listened. Uh, this has been the Friday show. Remember, the 9320 player, uh, which costs £4 a month, uh, you can sign up at our website and you'll get a lot more shows like this one. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back next Friday with another Friday show. <laughs>